And good morning. Welcome to the first Monday of 2024. I am Steve Noodleberg. I am Mark Noodleberg, and we are the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. And we're excited to have you guys here this morning to kick off the day together. I think a lot of the country is like back to school today. Uh, yeah, well, for sure, the state of Florida. I don't know about the rest of the country, but the whole state of Florida, everybody's going back to public schools today. So Kai had her, his first day back. Jules is in daycare, so he's been back since the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, everybody's getting back into the full swing of the year. I think most people's work week happened last week, but now you got the kids going to school and everything's back in full action. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, the uh, Patrice, um, our friend, is on a flight. Uh, she's got business to do. She's heading to Utah. So, Salt Lake uh, City. Good luck. Nice uh, good luck to her. We uh, we did our prep call at the end of the week, which was uh, pretty cool. Um, so I guess you you did the word for the day would be disappointment. Yeah, it was disappointing. Dolphins lost last night. For those of you who don't follow football or don't care about football, we as Dolphin fans and you as a Jet fan and an adopted Dolphin fan, we uh, we were disappointed last night. You had. You had all the opportunities in the world to do it and you can make excuses and you can say injuries and you can say all the things which all play a factor. But even despite all of that, you were there with opportunities to win the game at the end of the game. We just didn't do it. So it is what it is. That's the reality of the situation. And now they get to go to Kansas City for the wild card game, which good luck. Saturday night, eight o'clock. Zero degrees. Zero. I would tell you this, though. If it was me as a member of the team, I would be super fired up for this game. Because in the locker room, you got to know you let them get away with one in, in Germany. Right. And so now you got a chance to take another shot at them for what really matters, which is the playoffs. And once you're in, you're in. So is there any way that we can bounce Scott Garber from the huddle with his let's go Bills, baby? <laughs> You know, there is a block feature. We're going to hit the eject button on you. There is a block feature. Uh, we can block him from now on. So uh, uh, there was a lot man. of blue last night, dude. There oh, was a lot man. of blue. Yeah. And good for the Bills. You know, good for them. My buddy Robbie Gaynor. Oh, that's a great shot of you guys at the game. Oh, and the, the stadium looks so beautiful. It's just so awesome. It Sunday was, night uh, game. That was, that was before it sucked. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Mike Fricara says special teams. Yeah, that special teams touchdown is a critical mistake. And, you know, just little things, man. Little, little things. Little details are always the things that come back to bite you in the ass, whether it's but, sports, but, life, or business. But the things that really matter was breakfast on uh, Saturday morning. Um, that's what really matters oh, because whether, whether they win or lose doesn't affect my life this affects my life and what a great start to the weekend thank you for the invite amazing oh it was my pleasure i'm glad you guys came and i'm glad jay came and it was yeah i mean top hat has kind of become our routine over the last few months and so um it was a great start to the day after that we went to the museum of discovery and science where i feel like it's just you run into like the same group of people that know that like hey this is the place to be on saturday morning if you have a toddler and so, like, as soon as the doors open, people are in there. They got their coffees. Kids are running around, and it's crazy. It's a great start to the weekend. Um, last thing about football. Could be worse. You could be Jacksonville. 
Yes, that is correct. They absolutely squandered an unreal opportunity and Houston gets in. And how about, I mean, look, like if you're D'Amico Ryans and like you're, you guys had a rookie quarterback, your first year with the franchise, you're in the playoffs. And again, perspective, right? Like if you're, if you're Mike McDaniel, you're year number two, you're in the playoffs again, you know, there's plenty to say, Hey, we got better, but now you got to go win a game. Now you got to go take the next what a, step. What a, uh, Houston's a big town this week. They got the national championship tonight and then a home playoff game on the weekend. So lots of good stuff happening for our friend, Brendan Neef. Um, so for those people who um, I have not seen so far, I wish you a happy new year. <laughs> Are you going to do it for the full two weeks? Are you going to give it a full it. four? I'm day? doing it. If I haven't seen you in the month of January, you, I'll be speaking in Austin uh, on the 18th, those people are getting Happy New Year. So, <laughs> you know, so here's the deal, though. I asked the audience. The audience speaks. Shay, please share the the results. Yes, the poll the from poll. Friday. Show yep. us six. Uh, oh, my. Come on. We're talking about almost two-thirds of people say the first week of January is right. the acceptable amount of time to wish somebody a Happy New Year. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. I am uh, I am the outlier. I am uh, and and Jen Gressman, who will be uh, our huddler in the hot seat at the end of the month. Um, she's awesome. She agrees with me. It's whenever you see somebody, man. Hey, happy the New fact year. that two percent of people responded the first quarter. That's mind blowing. Well, so I've always tried to be in the March. Happy New Year. <laughs> I, some people are saying happy St. Patty's Day. I'm like, happy New Year. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen you. Happy New Year. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, last right. note, a little bit of somber note, but uh, to one of the original huddlers, uh, Jeff Bishop, uh, condolences go out. I know that your uh, father-in-law passed away this weekend. And that that guy, Jeff, uh, was a, um, I mean, John uh, Tenaglia was a an amazing, amazing entrepreneur, um, I know it's a great loss for you and your family. So uh, all huddlers, please uh, take a moment and wish that. Shay, with that, let's wake this thing up. So uh, for today's daily affirmation, um, we go to numerology. And uh, under numerology, you take two plus zero plus two plus four, that equals eight. Um, and uh, 2024 is an eight year, a year about taking leaps forward in manifesting our dreams. We've talked tremendous uh, about manifesting. Eight is the accelerator. The generator. Look at those adjectives. Great this word. number represents an abundance at the highest level. Um, there you have it. So if you fuck up, it's your fault. 
the the year of eight has set you up for unbelievable momentum as it like it says like the figure eight it brings the energy of momentum and results over and over again this year shows us that we put in ener what we put our energy into grows and so it's up to us to direct our flow of energy and not to underestimate ourselves believe that we can make our dreams real awesome awesome affirmation this morning now you know tell me that how that can hurt tell me how reading that out loud looking <laughs> yourself in the mirror how can that hurt you know i think i'm gonna call mike mcdaniel and see if he wants me uh to do some affirmational work for uh for oh, and know, today's the eighth. did you and do that today is one eight. Eight. i was just gonna say and today yeah. was one eight which is why why I did that. So I love all this stuff about mindset, and we're going to get to a doozy of a story. For those of you who don't know the name Dan Jansen, Google it now while I'm talking about something else. But we're going to talk about one of the greatest Olympic skaters ever and his battle with mindset. But um, here's a fun fact about laughing. Six-year-olds laugh an average of 300 times a day. Adults only 15 to 100. Be six, man. Be six again. Be six again. Laugh. Make it fun. You know, there's so much about that saying that had I seen this prior could be my phrase of the year. Be six again. Because think about the questions you asked Think about how easy it was for you to make friends. I mean, there's a whole mindset about being six. You know, you didn't have built-in fears. You didn't have biases and racism, racism and all the, the bullshit that you learn. Yeah, you conditioned. Condition. That was actually, I did our first leadership call for Sestel last Friday, and I covered the eight leadership styles and I did an exercise where I put them up there and I defined them for everybody. And then I asked everybody to circle which ones they thought they were, right? Like, which ones did you really align with? Maybe you were one, maybe you were three of them. And then I asked them the question after I had everybody identify. I said, how do you think you got there, right? And the answers from everybody were really fantastic because it went in two directions. It was either environmental conditioning the places they were put within and, and what it what they learned from trying different things in the environments they were in or from people that conditioned them that way. The leaders they were around and people that they followed and mentored and they adopted those styles. And so my challenge to them was like, exactly, every leadership quality you have right now is a learned quality. So you have the ability to learn other ones. You have the ability to figure out where your deficiencies and continue to evolve your leadership style to be a more encompassing one. Crazy. I mean, I, you know, you think about sharing, you know, when you went to kindergarten, they teach you to share yeah. and then you unlearn that. <laughs> I'm not, this is fine. This is, um, you know, yep. talk about boundaries and all that kind of shit. So um, hope you had a chance to think about the name Dan Jansen at one point, 1988 and 1992, he was the top Olympic skater. And in both of those Olympics, he was the favorite to win the 500 and the 1,000. He didn't medal at either. And he was called uh, the biggest choke in history. 
um, the Buffalo Bills of speed skating. Um, So his agent um, called performance psychologist Jim Lohr, Dr. Jim Lohr, and he said, would you consider working with Dan? Boom. Turned out um, just before the 500 at the 88 Olympics, he received a phone call that his sister unexpectedly passed away. Well, 27 years old, da 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 da. So, um, if you know, the doctor said I'd love to work with him. Yes, okay. So they start working together, and during the first meeting, um, Dr. Lore learned that Dan Jansen hated the thousand. So in his mind, he said, "I hate the thousand meter." He felt like he was more of a sprinter. So yep. go with me here. He's telling a story. So he loved the 500, hated the thousand. And after watching tons of practice, Dr. Lore said, your best shot is to win the thousand. So um, for two years at the top, every single day at the top of his training log, he had to write, I love the thousand. Well, so the, 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 I think the important part about that story is that he tells him, he's like, you have to think differently about the thousand. Cause when he tells him, look, like, I think your best shot at winning is the thousand. He responded back to him. was like, but I hate the thousand. He was like, yeah, because you tell yourself you hate the thousand. He's like, so you have to rewire the story you're telling yourself about this race because it is your best opportunity to medal. And so that's why he wrote at the top of his training log for however many days in a row it was that I love the thousand. I love the thousand repeatedly wrote it over and over. And wouldn't you know that he started to say, you know what? I kind of like the thousand. You know what? So he turns out liking it um, at the um, uh, 94 or 92 Olympics, whatever it was, he goes out and he slips in the 500 falls. Does not, it comes in eighth or something like that. Um, But they created this mindset about the thousand. And so at the 1994 Olympics, with this new mindset, um, he goes out and sets the world record. So there are two major takeaways here, right? Number one, and I love this. This is why I'm telling the story, is there is a paradox known as the backwards law. Do you know anything about the backwards law? Sort of. I mean, it's like the reverse jinx, sort of, but it's more, but it's, it's more reverse real, jinx. right? <laughs> we suck, we did he was the whole game. We suck. We never scoring with you. Right? right. It's the reverse jinx, but it's whatever you're. Ch- and I think the, the point of the reverse law is that you're focusing on the outcome and the harder you focus on the outcome, the further away you get from the outcome. Whereas when you stop focusing on winning the gold medal and you just start focusing on the doing or the not worrying about that specific thing, it gets closer to you. So. Um, fantastic. And that's exactly what I wrote in my notes was outcome. You know, the right. more you focus on the outcome, the further it is away from you. Takeaway number two. So, so we have this backwards law, which goes into my file of, okay, I, yeah. I got that. You know, they, they also said, which was really interesting that if you go into the pool and try to, what is it, sometimes, uh, if you, you try, try to, to sink stay on the surface, when yeah, you try to stay sink. on the surface, you sink. But when you try to sink, you float to the top. Right. Fascinating. Okay, number two. Um, this is after working with thousands, hundreds and thousands of performers. He spent many years listening to the stories they tell themselves. And he says, says this, the power broker in your life is the voice that no one ever hears. 
if that isn't the best noodle nugget ever, like yep. one of the reasons we do this show, if you are telling yourself a shitty story, I can't, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Hence why we do affirmations to push that voice out. Your thoughts? It's the reality, right? You're, that's It's the lens you create everything through. And all the trainings that we've been doing, you know, I've been focusing on mindset and I continue to define it for people. You have to understand that your mindset is the way you perceive and organize the information that you receive. So that inner dialogue and that story that he was telling himself was a story that he had created and then became the reality. I hate the thousand, so I hate the thousand, and I don't like to do the work, and it's impossible for me to be good at it, and I'm never going to be good at it. I don't want to be good at it. All the things that follow after that. As soon as you just start rewiring it from the beginning, and you say, I love it. I love it. I love it. And it doesn't happen the first time. It doesn't happen the second ah, time. 200 times, two right? Years. Two years. Two years. Two years. Two years of writing it down every single day. That would be like, you know, 750 probably 730, somewhere around there for numbers. But there you go. Now, all of a sudden, he becomes a world record breaker in a thing that he hated because he rewired the way he thought about it. And how many, times, never... how many times along that road do you think that voice in his head said, this is bullshit, it's not working, you know, yeah. self-fulfilling, you know, self-defeating prophecy, you know, it's just right. crazy. And just know? stayed committed to doing it and overcoming that dialogue that says, oh, you know, it's not working for me or this is fucking bullshit or it's all about what's happening. And every every successful athlete, every successful entertainer, every successful entrepreneur, everybody knows that the thing you have to control first is the mind. And you can only control so much of it, right? Because the thoughts pop in and out and the dialogue is created, you know, working with Trevor Moad, learning how to choose the thoughts that you wanted to focus on and God letting go of the other ones. God, yeah. You know, yeah, God rest his soul. I mean, all those, thing, all those things are so important to our success. And here's another great example of it in terms of an Olympian. So I, uh, I believe that you have a word for the year. You have affirmations every day. You can have a song for the year. And this is a doozy because if you listen to this music, you do become unfuckwithable.
mean, you just can't and, go wrong with Bill. And uh, um, Melissa, she's right, man. When you talk about, or Michelle talks about, you know, that horn section, man, that got me all juiced up. Uh, so we have a couple of minutes left. I, I have a either- shout out from Instagram real quick, though. Dustin Hippensteel is joining us from Instagram. I went to high school with Dustin. I think the last time I saw Dustin was when I threw a party at my house. And it was one of those parties that goes down for the ages in Cooper City. And I think that's the last time I saw him. But he's here this morning on Instagram. He's engaging. He's commenting. He's talking about how he ran a comedy club. And he understands some of the principles that we were talking about. So, Dustin, great to see you here this morning. Hope you are well. You know, that's a fascinating comment because mindset works across every category, apart every part of your life. You know, when we talked about environmental, right, the environment I created for you guys, we ran into uh, a guy, Steve Brauner, last night. Steve was used to work for the Dolphins and has a pretty highlighted career here in sports. And he, he came over and he was talking to Jake and Helen and Shay. And he said, this guy pointing to me, his number one priority was to get these guys on the field every, all the time. You know, Jake was like, I, re- I remember, you know, That's so awesome. it's like um, the environment you're in, what you're exposed to, all of that kind of stuff. You know, so I'm, I'm curious the um and and the this is one of those pieces of content the eight maxims well, yeah because I, I think we should stay on that topic for a minute because we're we're talking about mindset we're talking about the importance of mindset and really how do you cultivate whether it's a growth mindset i'm going to be speaking to vector on thursday we're going to talk about an entrepreneurial mindset how do you cultivate these mindsets how do you build the mindset how do you feed the mindset it's your environments it's the environments, it's yeah. the content, it's what you consume. You talk about it all the time, your diet, what are you bringing in? All of these things are the things that build the mindset that you need to be successful. You know, so it's interesting. People say to me all the time, oh my God, you do this show every day, you write this show. I'm on the hunt for stuff like that Dan Jansen story. That right. Dan Jansen story, I read, I owned and I think I found it on Twitter. You know, I don't really, I'm not active on Twitter, but there was some good shit, you know, that if you look, if your eye is looking for good content, I get it. I digest it. When I share that kind of content, and this is my rule, the 24 hour rule. If you share new content with somebody else within 24 hours, it becomes part of your DNA. You own yep. it. So, and if you learn in, in order to teach, you know, your your what you retain is so different. So I know, and it's so fascinating because people think like, "Wow, you're never down. You're like always up, and you're always flying." Mark, would you tell him that that's not bullshit? <laughs> bullshit. But I, you know, I think, but like what people see is you know from eight o'clock until four o'clock or whatever, and you've already put in the work to shift from wherever your mindset started when you started the day to where it needed to be to show up for everybody else, whether it be for the huddle and anybody else that you're working with and meeting with that day. And I think that's what's so important about the morning routine or whatever you do is you got to take control over what happens in the brain because then that will have the effect of everything that happens after that. The uh, the facts are that there are 60,000 thoughts that go through the human brain every day. How they know that, I don't know. But... Yeah. 
you know, the reality is of the 60,000 and this number changes, but they say 80 to 90% of them are negative. negative they sure. are either complaining or they're, you know, it's self-defeating, you know, so you, the, when you smother yourself, drown yourself in this kind of content, this reading, and hopefully that's a lot of the reason why you people are here to start your day with us because it's a switch. Doesn't yep. matter what happened before. Boom, this happens, and then you are filled with other stuff that people recognize. It just becomes that suit, that armor, that helmet. So um, always great to start Mondays with you. I'm glad uh, we have that. I think tomorrow you and Miss Lori will get a chance to uh, uh, do some content development. Bingo. Share your thoughts. I'll be back on Wednesday, Wisdom Wednesday. Then sh uh, Jake is here Thursday. Hugger in the Hot Seat this week is a brand new organization that I have recently joined. Yes, I do have other businesses that I'm involved in called Picked Cherries. You do not want to miss it because it's really, really, really fun, really cool in a way for you to digest the kind of content we're talking about. So any final thoughts for today, my son? Great stuff. Control the mindset. Help yourself get 1% better every day. If you need more help with that, you know where to find us. Come get on the ball with us. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Let's go. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business.